Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The mama mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. That's what the mentality means. It means every day you're trying to become better. When you have a dream, the one thing you have to watch out for are those out there that'll try to crush your dream. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, that it would never amount to anything for me. That's good. <laughs> the Black Mamba strikes again. One of the NBA's all-time greats. Yes, Ryan. There it is. Job's not finished. Job finished? Well, I don't think so. If we want to get to that elite level, we really have to put in the work day in and day out. This man played with a broken finger and won a championship game. I played games with the flu. I played games with a 102 degree fever, man. Bryant has not sat tonight. He is literally on his last leg right now. When the game is more important than the injury itself, you don't feel that damn injury. Every time I step on a basketball court, I'm going to put a strong effort out there on the floor. I'm not going to leave anything on the floor. Mental toughness that you need to get in there and get the job done. Are you getting better every single day? That's the question. The key factor for me was, wasn't whether or not I was ready. It was the fact that if I wasn't ready, I was determined to figure out how to get ready. At the end of every day, you look yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself, did I get better today? So I challenge you to have your dream, go after it with all you have, and uh, be legendary in your own right. My name is Kobe Bryant. Don't you ever forget it. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal and you were able to reach that goal and to knock it down. Those times when you get up early and you work hard. Those times when you stay up late and you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. And if you guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Something greater will. It's a, it's an amazing thing about passion. If you love something, if you have a strong passion for something, you would go to the extreme 
try to understand or try to get it. Whatever you have a love for, if you have to walk, you will go get it. If you have to beg someone, you will go get it. I don't think you guys understand how present you guys were with me. You know, you guys were there with me at 5.30 in the morning when I was running the track and I was midway through my workout and I didn't know if I could make it through. And I thought about the expectations you guys have for me and you have for our team. And it pushed me through. It got me through those 800s and 400s and 100s at 5.30 in the morning. So I thank you. We're not on this stage just because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two-a-days or five-a-days. We're up here because we had a dream and let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us strong. We were never satisfied, never finished, will never be retired. My high school English teacher, Mr. Fisk, he had this beautiful quote and, he, and it read, rest at the end, not in the middle. And I took that to heart. I believe there's time for resting at the end, but for me, that time is not now. Thank you for this tremendous honor and acknowledging my basketball career, but I'll be far from done. My next dream is to be honored one day for inspiring the next generation of athletes to have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never ever rest in the middle. Rest at the end, not in the middle. Be yourself. That's it. Be you. Be you. There's no gimmick. There's no... You don't have to contrive anything. Who are you? Where are you today? What is your story? Where does that come from? And uh, if you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Mamba out. Because if you, if you play with the fear, fear of failing, you'll have the pressure on yourself to play, you know, to capitulate to that fear. If you play with the sense of, I want to win, I want to win, then you have the fear of what happens if you don't. But if you find common ground in the middle, in the center, then it doesn't matter. You're unfazed by either, right? And that enables you to really just stay in the moment, stay connected to it, and not feel anything other than what's in front of you. So, you know, I try to just be dead center. You start with what do you want your game to be? What would make your game most unstoppable or hard to deal with? And now you work backwards from there. And you start building it one piece at a time, one move at a time, one counter at a time. Who would Shaq be if he had your work ethic? He'd be the greatest of all time. If Shaq had your work, he'd be the greatest of all greatest time. Greatest of all time by For sure. He, he'd be the first to tell you that. For sure. I mean, this guy was a, a force like I have never seen. I mean, it was crazy. You know, a guy at that size, generally guys at that size are a little timid and they don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. Man, this dude was, he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah. I wish he was in the gym. I would have had 12 rings. He had the work ethic. My God, yeah. We ain't be close. 
you're lazy, man, I don't want to talk to you. I won't deal with you. You don't make me feel dumber. <laughs> you know, you're going to lower my level. I don't think so. You can go over there. <laughs> There's plenty of teams in here where you'll fit right in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't deal with people that don't commit at that level, but then act as if they do. I don't deal with that. I don't. It's real shit. I mean, I listen. So, like, we, we, we used to get into stuff all the time because it was like, you know, he would say, okay, Kobe's not throwing me the ball. And, you know, media would take it and run with it and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, bruh, if you were in shape, by the time I run down on a fast break and run back and then run down, you're still coming down the first time, bruh. Like, what the hell do you want me to do? Right? So a lot of our contention came, came from, from that. that came from that and even though he was older you were still confronting him you didn't you didn't care oh i didn't care fun. man from listen, day one bro from we, day one I, I knew for sure rick fox my teammates they all thought i was absolutely crazy the day me and shaq got in the fist fight after that day they were like okay kobe you're certifiable uh, <laughs> fist fight. Oh yeah, fist fight. Oh, I'm not backing down. Listen, either you're you gonna work my ass, or I'm gonna. We're gonna have a night. But you know, <laughs> ain't no. Wait, wait, you know, it's, it, there's a there's a level of respect, and, and for Shaq too, by the way. And that, I know he he's told me that that day was a big turning point for him because it was like you know he's generally used to talking trash and saying what he wants and nobody really stepping up and challenging him on that and when he saw me challenge him on that he was like this kid's crazy all right I can win with that you know and so that was kind of the beginning of our relationship I think that's probably never happened to him that's probably not something that's common to him no it's, I mean it's also seven feet tall since he was three years old or something right there was all <laughs> this is all coming back to me right now this is also a game in Phoenix my first year we were playing and uh, he kept posting up but they kept fouling him so he kept going to the free throw line and kept missing him and so he throw the ball out to me I'm not throwing that back in there right? <laughs> so I kept shooting him right so we get in the timeout he's like hey hey uh hey I'm open I'm like okay and so we go out and same thing come hey, hey, hey I'm open okay there you go <laughs> come back in hey dude you gotta throw me the ball I said man f that get it off the rebound if I miss bro <laughs> you told him this first year 18 years old man 18 years old <laughs> and I must have been out of my damn mind the story continues the story continues so if you fail on Monday the only way it's a failure on Monday is if you decide to not progress from that right so that so to me that's why failure is not existent because, you know, if I fail today, okay, I'm going to learn something from that failure and I'm going to try again on Tuesday. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. The day could be today that your career is over. Now what do you do? I said, I better get to work. <laughs> Rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. I'm not gonna rest, I'm gonna keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers, 
that I don't have, or even questions that I don't have. But I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going, and I'll figure these things out as you go, right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. Have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never ever rest in the middle. And I came into the NBA, I was like, man, these dudes really don't work that hard. One of the things I would do is while everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all sorts of stuff, I'd just go back to the job. I'd go back to the job. <laughs> How can I show you that, no, I have the edge? Well, you do it through training, right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. My 15-year-old goes with me. She wow. goes with me before school, and it becomes a daddy-daughter thing. That's cool. Through that process, she understands the value of hard work. And so it's through those behaviors is where I find the motivation to do it. I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. I, I think that's what greatness is or should be. It's, it's not something that's, that, that lives and dies with one person. Mm. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person and then inspires another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. It's not sit around and all, it's all happy-go-lucky right. type of thing. Your leader, your job is to get the best out of them. Got to deal with it. Face it, learn from it. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose because the process should be exactly the same. But the hardest thing is to face that stuff. But what if today is the day that you, that's it. Now what do you do? What can I say? Mamba out. Parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity, and understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there, right? So they taught me that at a really early age, man. And uh, when you grow up as a kid thinking that the world is your oyster, all things are possible if you put in the work to do it, you grew up having that fundamental belief. Who was more influential for you, your father or mother? It, both were influential at different points. Yeah. Right. My, uh, my mom was there on a daily basis. Uh, my father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, you know, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And here I come playing and I don't score one point the entire summer. Not one. You didn't score once? Not one. Were you in the game? I was in the game. How did you not score? Because I was terrible. Not a free throw, not a nothing. Not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup. Zero points. And I remember crying about it, being upset about it. My father was giving me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm going to love you no matter what. Wow. Now that is the most important thing that you can say to a child. Because from wow. there, I was like, okay, that gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. I have the security there. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Right, and from there, I just went to work. I just wow. I stayed with it. I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important. Because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year. Right, so that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought. All right, what do I want to work on first? All right, shooting. All right, let's knock this out. Let's focus on this. Half a year, six months, do nothing but shoot. 
right? After that, all right, creating your own shot. You focus. So you start, I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. And then 14 came around, back half of 13, 14 uh, years old, and then I was just killing everyone. And it happened in two years, and I wasn't expecting it to happen in two years, but it did, because what I had to do was work on the basics and the fundamentals. But they relied on their athleticism and their natural ability. And because I stick to the fundamentals, it just caught up to me. And then my body, you know, my knees stopped hurting, I grew into my frame. And then your athleticism, once you have the fundamentals, exactly. the hard work, the mindset, and you tack on the athleticism, it was game Wow. <laughs> love of the game, the challenge. Like, I, I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things, and I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's find out. And so that curiosity to see where I could push this thing led me down that path, I think. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. Greatness lies ahead for this young man. Well, I learned that you have to work hard and you have to approach the game with a serious mindset. There, there was a stretch um, in 03 uh, where Shaq was out with an injury. And Phil called me up to his office and said, okay, we need you to really turn on the afterburn to start scoring wow. the ball if you have to win. So, I did, and I wound up scoring, I think it was nine straight games, 40 plus points. Nine straight? Nine straight games. And then Shaq comes back, second, uh, his second to last game of that. And then Phil calls him to his office and says, Cole, okay, I need you to dial it back. I'm like, why? Like, we're winning. <laughs> I don't understand. It's because our goal is to win a championship. But if you continue to do this, we'll lose Shaq. We'll lose him. His motivation, his excitement. What triggers him, right? He, so. I need you to pull back so we can pull Shaq forward for June. Wow. I mean, that was, that was the big challenge is you move from, you know, uh, being the single dominant player yeah. to understanding, okay, I have to help these other guys. How do I lift everyone else up? It's tough. It's more like you, you, put, you put yourself to the side and you put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're feeling. And then you have to make certain decisions of, okay, what buttons do I need to push for this yeah. player to get them to the next level? So it's never, it's not sit around and all, it's all happy or lucky right. time. The leader, your job is to get the best out of them, um, even if they may not like it at that time. He was very demanding because he expected everyone to put in the same effort as he was. And that was unrealistic. You're not behind me, you're not in front of me. You're right, right, there. There. right there, parallel with me. Practice was very competitive right mm, away. Mm. You know how Kobe is. Mm. He was jarring. We had it going sometimes. He didn't let me slip a lot. Times where I get ejected or about to get a technical foul or going off the deep end, he would be there to, you know, set me straight a lot, which helped me out a lot. So we get in the timeout. He's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, I'm open. I'm like, okay. And so we go out and same thing. Come, hey, hey, hey I'm open. Okay. You know, come back in. Hey, dude, you got to throw me the ball. I said, man, fuck that. Get it off the rebound if I miss, bro. <laughs> I, listen, I don't, I don't deal with people that don't commit at that level. 
but then act as if they do. The running joke, or he doesn't pass and all sort of crap. And that's okay, you know, but I'll take those five rings. I'll take five. want me on the team. What's your approach to recruiting? You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. Like, I, I would watch Magic play. I'd watch Michael play. And I would see them do these unbelievable things, and I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. So because you know what you want, the world's giving you exactly the information you 100%, need to become better at it. Because you know what you're looking for. So many guys tell stories about your work ethic. Yeah. What was really your work ethic like, and for how long did you stay disciplined? Um, well, I mean... I mean, every day, I mean, since, you know, 20 years, I mean, it was an everyday process and trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability, man, my vertical was a 40, it wasn't a 46 or a 40, mm -hmm. 45. Um, my hands are big, but they're not massive, right? So you got to figure out ways to strengthen them. So your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast, right? So I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. And, uh, but I enjoyed it though. So like from the time I was, I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game mm. and it just never changed. It's a good separation for me, you know, emotionally to be able to put myself in a place where at practice or when I'm training or during games, I switch my mind to something else switch my mode into something else, right? For me, it's the equivalent of Maximus, Desmus, Meridius, and Gladiator picking up the dirt, smelling the dirt, it's go time, right? So that was my mental switch. It was like an actor getting ready for a film. You gotta put yourself in that cage. When you're in that cage, you are that character. And then when you leave there, it's something completely different. But when I'm in that cage, bro, don't touch me, don't talk to me. <laughs> Leave me alone. How did you get mentally and emotionally so strong where it doesn't bother you? Well, you know, it's, you got to look at the reality of the situation. You know, like for me, it's not, you know, you, you kind of got to get over yourself. Like, it's not about you, man. Like, okay, you feel embarrassed. You're not that important. Like, <laughs> get over yourself. That, that's where you go. Get over yourself. Right, like you're worried about how people may perceive you and like you're walking around and it's embarrassing because you shot five air balls, get over yourself, right? And then after that, it's okay, well, why did those air balls happen? Got it. High school, year before, we played 35 games, max, right? Week in between, spaced out, plenty of time to rest. In the NBA, it's back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I didn't have the legs. So you look at the shot, every shot was online 
Every shot was online, but every shot was short. Right? I got to get stronger. I got to train differently. The weight training program that I'm doing, I got to tailor it for an 82-game season mm. so that when the playoffs come around, my legs are stronger and that ball gets there. So I look at it with rationale and say, okay, well, the reason why I shot air balls is because my legs aren't there. I got well, next year they'll be there. That was it. Done. Done. Were there some names that you looked at and says, these three guys are as crazy as I am? I do. I, I, at the time, I deal with what I've referred to as Goat Mountain. I went to Goat Mountain, and I talked to Magic, Michael, Bird, Kim Olajuwon, Jerry West, Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell. You know, so I would talk to them. What did you do? What were your experiences? Michael, in particular, he's become my big brother. He's been my big brother since I first came in the league. And what was that process like? So I went to them and started understanding the ins and outs of the game and you know, how they approach things and their level of detail and obsessiveness. And, um, and that's what I did. The players that had that passion but weren't willing to commit their entire lives to doing that, right? It's a choice. Right. You have other things, you have family, you have all these other things that you have to do. The game can't really be your number one priority. And so I was just looking at that like, man, I'm, this is going to be fun. If, if I'm buddies with you from high school, if I'm a cousin of yours, what happened to our relationship? How, how did that gravitate when you went into the league and you're, you're determined to become the greatest or you're determined to become one of the greatest? What happens to our relationship? Well, it suffers. It does suffer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you they, understood that. You were okay yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. And, and the people that love you, like friends and family, like they know that about you. Got it. So they let you be you. And when you reconvene, you know, you pick back up where you left off. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake about it, everything in between is lost. Right? So those long-term relationships, the commitment of time of, uh, you know, uh, taking vac- – like I see a lot of players – take vacations with other players that are close friends and they'll just take vacations just to take vacations or just hang out just to hang out like I, I, I'm not I never did that why, why, not go? Why, why, why didn't you do that Wouldn't well because when I retire I didn't want to have to say I wish I would have done more I don't want that you know I don't want that You know, you got a lot of people playing their hard-earned money to come watch you perform. 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 It's your job to be in shape. It's your job to be strong enough to perform at that level every single night. And as a competitor, I'm not, I'm not ducking shit. Like, it's not, oh, my God, my back hurts. I'm sore. We got to play Vince Carter and Toronto Raptors tonight. We actually had this happen. We had a game against Toronto in 2000. Um, and Vince was tearing the league up. Um, my back was jacked, jacked. But like the perception of that, like what? Kobe's missing a game against Toronto and Vince Carter because man, my back was really spasming. But people would be like, what? Oh, he's ducking Vince. Excuse me? No, I don't think so. So I would be in the layup line like, okay, there's a lot of days where you, know, you can rest and recover. Today ain't one of them. Your back can bother you any other day that shit ain't bothering me today. We're gonna, he gonna have to see oh, me man. today.
Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking at a big investments you got to make, what is the decision-making process there? Do you call? Is there first you do your own research? You take this much time. You call an advisor. Is there a, is there a system? You no, follow? it's pretty pretty simple for me. It's it's. Do you understand the business? Is it a business that you can help in some form or fashion? What are the barriers to entry to that business? And then the entrepreneurs themselves, the company itself, right? Do they have a culture that you believe is sustainable? Are these leaders people that you believe in? Are they people that are obsessives? And in turn, have they created a culture of obsessiveness? So I tend to look at those four factors and that's it. That's, that's big right there, by the way. I don't know if you guys caught that right there. That's pretty massive right there. Um, same determination. What's your current work schedule look like today? It's it's uh it's different because I personally am not writing every word of the novels. I am not animating the films. What I have to do now is make sure that the people that we bring in, these obsessives that we bring in, are challenging themselves to do the best job that they think they can do. That's what I'm there for, is for them to constantly look in the mirror and self-assess and challenge themselves. If we have a project and you're saying, okay, I can do that, that's not the project we want. The projects that say, I don't know if I can animate that. I don't know how to write that story. I don't know how to do that. Those are the things we want, because through that curiosity, you'll reach a level that you didn't think was possible. And so, running the studio, that's what I'm doing. You're playing against the Golden State Warriors. Score is 107-109. You guys are close to getting into the playoffs. You know exactly what happens in the game. You go up, you're about to take your shot, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. Achilles happens, right? He went and hit the free throws, and then you walked off the stage. Yeah. You got the surgery guy. When I, I went in the trainer's room, my kids are in there, and you know, they're looking at you and stuff, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, you know, it's all right, dad's gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. As a parent, you gotta set the example. You gotta set the example. This, this is another obstacle. This obstacle cannot define me, it's not gonna cripple me, it's not gonna be responsible for me stepping away for the game that I love. I'm gonna step away on my own terms. And that's when the decision was made that, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You're a freaking beast, bro. Yeah, hey. Winning is not about the trophy and the accolades. It's about the grind. It's about the obstacles. It's about the challenges. It's about the pain. The reason I know so much about winning is because I've had to deal with so much losing. Everybody wants to win, but in order to know how to win, you gotta know how to lose. Because you're gonna lose more than you're gonna win. But what do you gain from it? You've trained some of the greatest of the greats, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade. So you know something about winning. You know something about sustained winning over time. Your mind has to immediately shift back because now 
you felt and tasted something that you can only get through winning, are you willing to do it again? And that was one of Kobe's favorite words when it related to winning. He says, you have to be obsessed with whatever your win is. Be all in. Three greatest lessons I learned from Michael. Competing, accountability, and then winning at all levels. Winning at all levels, what does that mean? You just don't win in one arena. You win in your sports, you win in business, you win in your personal life. Other people win because you win. It isn't just about you. It's about being able to pull the team and show them what it feels like to win. And this isn't about playing basketball like Michael Jordan did, like the late great Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. This is about having the mindset to win. When you fail, your feelings give you excuses. Your mind makes you more resilient. You look at when Kobe, his first playoff series, he had this horrible game where he shot like four or five straight air balls. Now, he could have came back next year and said, I got to prove everybody that's mad, you're too young, why'd you take? No, he was just like, you know what? That's on me. I have to own that moment. Now, I got to prove to myself I can overcome this because now everybody else is doubting me, but I can't doubt myself. Everybody told MJ, don't go to North Carolina. You'll never play. You shouldn't be here. And Michael went out and he said, I don't need to prove to coach. I don't need to prove to Buzz. I need to prove to myself that I belong here. I always say, you can have fear, but you can't have doubt. When I was working with my professional athletes, it required me to do a lot of traveling. And this story gets me every time. So when people say, it didn't hurt, it still hurts. I was packing for a trip. My daughter walks into the room. She says, Daddy, why do you travel so much? I said, sweetheart, this is how I provide for the family. This is how I take care of you and mom. This is how I put food on the table. She looks at me and says, Daddy, if I eat less, will you stay home more? Now people would think in a fairy tale, or most people would say, I unpacked my suitcase. I'm not gonna take this trip. I mean, let's go grab some ice cream or let's go out. I kept packing. Why? I had to set an example for her early of what it meant to win and what you have to leave behind sometimes in order to pursue what's unique to you. And I wanted her to understand this is who I am. And I want to set an example for you. I had a conversation with her later on to tell her why I did all those things. And in the middle of the conversation, she stopped me. 
Chicos. I get it. I understand. She saw the results. She saw how it brought us closer together. She understood my dedication to my craft and what it took to excel and what it took to be different and what it took to stand by unpopular decisions knowing that every successful person that I've met every successful person that I know had to make those decisions over and over again there are things that are going to have to take a back seat you're going to have to leave a lot of things behind The hardest thing with Kobe was getting him to stop. Yeah, okay, take a break, rest. Yes. Take the day off. That was the most challenging thing with him because over all the years that he had his success, it was about go, go, go. And then when I came on, I was the complete icicle. I got to get you to stop. His 3 a.m. workouts, yeah. they're... Crazy. Crazy. You know, having to keep the Staples Center open later because he wasn't happy the way he performed at that game. And I would not leave till he would leave. Really? Yeah, so we would be we would be in the arena sometimes 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Shut up. All the lights are turned off except on the court, and we just keep going, we just keep going. What is the mindset of winning? They both had that. So I look at it I look at it three ways. So you have individuals that compete. You know a lot of people that compete. Yeah. You know, every we all know how to compete. Everybody knows how to how to compete. You don't forget how to compete. We just decide not to anymore. But so a lot of people compete just to finish. Then there's individuals that win. But they only win one time. It's easy to win and then never win again. And then there's people that win and winning. You can't come back the same. Cannot come back the same. You have to come back different. You have to come back better. Winning wants you to be different. Winning requires you to do different things. Winning requires you to think in a different way. Winning speaks its own language. Winning has its own way of recognizing you. Winning wants you to write your own story. Stop looking for steps. Those steps are infinite. Find your own path to winning. Because as the late great Kobe Bryant said, winning is everything. Interested people watch obsessed people change the world. Kobe Bryant was not interested in winning championships. He was obsessed. If you really have an obsession to figure it out, you will figure it out. Look in the mirror, motherfucker, is you versus you. An obsession comes in the small details that nobody pays attention to. Because our obsessions become our possessions. You hear this all the time. Don't sweat the small stuff. The one percenters, the .01, they sweat every single 
detail. I'm obsessed with it. The winter bus. Do you obsess about most regular that you will eventually possess in your life? You have to be obsessive. You have to be obsessive. You have to be addicted. You have to be disciplined. The key there is you. Winning requires you to be different, and different scares people. It's never enough. Nothing great is going to come without you having to deal with adversity and pain tolerance. The price you will pay for not winning is infinitely greater than the price you will ever pay to win. It's everything, and it's in the details. If I can do it, why can't they? You got to fight like hell. That if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it. So ones that can fight, the ones that come back, those are the ones that succeed. Those are the icons. Paradise starts in hell. And if you simply go after that thing that you want, you're not born with greatness. You earn greatness. I don't care how you get there. Goals to win. Period. Different scares people. And anytime anybody's told me I'm crazy, I've always thanked them for that. Because it gave me the ability to see and do things that other people can't do and acknowledge things that other people won't acknowledge. If you're obsessed with taking your business, your sport, whatever it is, to another level, stand up. You must be able to deal with pain. And the more understanding you have of what's causing you the pain and how you've dealt with it is going to determine how successful you will be in whatever you choose in life. It's on you. Your failure and your success is on you. I think the thing that people misunderstand about success is they're looking for the easiest way to get there. Look at the most successful people in the world. They're the most coachable. They have the least amount of doubt. They have the least amount of doubt. You usually have doubt because of what somebody else is going to think of you. So the people that aren't going to see your vision, people didn't see Jeff Bezos' vision, people right. don't see Elon Musk, people don't see Kobe and Jordan's vision, and that's okay, but you've got to be willing to see it in yourself. Everyone's going to hit adversity. It's how you deal with that adversity, and the key word is you, not letting somebody else deal with that adversity. You have to deal with that adversity, and how you deal with it. Are you going to fight through it, or are you going to curl up and just roll over into the corner? People talk about this all the time. Losing builds character. Well, how much character do you need? Your dreams and thoughts better be so big that they better scare you. They better scare you. Because you're not thinking big enough that you don't want it. It has to be something that nobody else has thought about before or done before. The process it takes to be number one and stay at number one, you have, no, you, have, you have no idea. Very few people understand what winning 
and success does to an individual's mental health. Everybody wants to sit in your seat until they have to sit in your seat. But it takes a special individual, and there's very few people that can do that. I always say this, the most driven individuals, they live a life for many years and certain times without balance. Everybody strives for balance, balance, balance. And in order to be that obsessed with something over and over again, there is going to be times where things are going to be out of balance. It just is. You can't be the best at something and try to balance everything else around your life. You don't find balance, you create it. And it's different for every individual out there. The balance I've created may be completely different than the balance you, you've, cre you've created. And there's certain times in your life that the scales are definitely going to be weighing towards one side more than the other. In early part of Kobe's, Kobe's career, it was about basketball and winning. About basketball and winning. And towards the end of his career, it became less about winning. It was still about basketball, and it became more on spending time with the family. But you have to surround yourself with people. You have to surround yourself with people, with individuals that would be selfish for you. They understand your obsession. They understand your drive. They understand your attention to detail. Make sure you're all in. Your obligation to yourself to be the best, to achieve the highest level, has to be greater. The pressure you put on yourself has to exceed anybody else's pressure that puts on you. You gotta start winning. It's a mindset. Before you have an exceptional skill set, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have a great mindset. The stronger your mindset is, the greater your skill set is going to be. They gotta want it. It's what fuels you. What's fueling that desire? Individuals that can control it, harness it, acknowledge it, know how to use it. It takes them to a completely different level. You have to win with all of you. Everybody can handle pressure. You know what? Most people decide not to. But why is it worth it? Because the results are so and good. I have to be at my best to win.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Motiversity family, it's Marcus Taylor here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Motiversity's Motivation Daily Podcast, one of the top 50 podcasts in the world. If you enjoy listening to Motiversity and this podcast, you need to go download the Mindset Daily Motivation app. That's the Mindset Daily Motivation app for your phone on the Apple Store or Google Play Store. That app was co-founded by the founder of Motiversity, and on it, you'll find my speeches, Motiversity speeches, and thousands more speeches and self-improvement talks from the greatest speakers in the world. Just go to MindsetApp.com or search for Mindset Daily Motivation on the app or Google Play Store to download today and listen to your favorite motivational speeches while getting ready for your day.